Welcome back to another episode of Abundant Life Podcast. I'm Jay Danell, and as always, I'm here with my boy Leo Lopez. Welcome back, lifers. Porter, we have a great show for you today. We hope you're ready. Let's go. Welcome back, lifers. Welcome back to part two of our podcast. Uh, you heard the first one, and hopefully, you stuck around now for the second one. Some really great content, Leo. My man. What's up, my lifers? Hey, I can't wait to get into this today. I'm excited. I hope you guys are ready. But don't forget, hit us up on all ministries, the number two at Gmail. With any requests, we've been getting quite a few of them in. So keep going. Don't forget to follow and also share. Share with your friends, family. Um, We definitely appreciate it. So we're going to go into mine here. So I hope you guys are ready. Wait a minute. I'm Leo Lopez, servant of the Lord. But here we go. Here we go. So this is how it all started. Uh, I was actually born in Mexico. A lot of people are not aware that I was born in Mexico. I have a couple siblings that were all born here. I'm the only one that immigrated from Mexico. Um, And obviously, my parents were also born in Mexico. So they're immigrants from Mexico. Uh, We were actually raised Catholic as well, um, coming out here. But I'm going to get into that a little bit later, how those things change. I actually also grew up uh, in the city, but I grew up in the south side. Ugh. Yeah, uh-huh. South side, south side. Yeah, south side of Chi-Town. <laughs> <laughs> um, some cool things, though. Growing up in the city, man, we, we used to play in the alley. You know, that was like a little playground. We played in the alley. Um, that was the norm. I, I learned how to catch a football in the alley, uh, how to hop a couple fences, you know, just to name a couple of things that, uh, that I learned there. But going back to my parents, my dad uh, was a custodial engineer. Yeah, yeah, a.k.a. a janitor. And uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So kind of like you, man, kind of similarities there where it was just one income in the household. Um, I mean, if you're a janitor, that wasn't making much money. So going back to what you were saying about beans and rice, I mean, that was the norm, right? Yeah, that was like the thing, (laughs) beans. I was like, oh, my gosh, lentils again, you know. Um, But once in a while, we get a treat. We get some... uh, Grilled chicken. So that, that was a nice little <laughs> <laughs> Um have an older brother, older sister, and I was the youngest at the time, right? Um I have a fourth uh or another sister now, but you know, she wasn't born at this time. Uh well go back. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So I just want to make sure. So you you were born in Mexico. Yes. And about what age did you come over? Oh man, I about uh, <clears throat> I was young. I was like uh if I had to take a guess, probably like three, four. Years old, right around there. Wow. So, yeah. do, like, do you even remember or not really? You just remember being here. Um, you know what? Something I remember is yeah. um, obviously being an immigrant. I didn't have papers, right? So, I came here using my cousin's uh, information. Oh, wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. So, my name was Emilio, right? Uh, wow. And they had a program that in my head I kept saying Emilio, 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 to the point where we were living here in the States that people, you know, asked my name. I'm like, Emilio. Really? Yeah, my parents are like, no, man, your name's not Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so I kept saying, Emilio, Emilio, yeah. right? Um, okay. Yeah, but it was tough, though, coming in here. Coming here because um, all I knew was Spanish, right? And my parents, all they spoke was Spanish. So I remember uh, kindergarten. Man, that was tough for me. Like, kindergarten, it was like being, um, picture this, right? Let's say right now you and I went to China, and we started taking classes, right? But everything's in Chinese. Mm. The instructor, he's speaking to us, Chinese. Um, yeah, we probably wouldn't do too good, right? Um, yeah. yeah hey, here, yeah. Here's a paper, right? And Jeez. it's all in Chinese, right? So it was tough for me. It was tough trying to figure out the language, trying to follow directions, but I didn't even know what the directions were. Yeah. Um, so, you know, those are some tough things uh, growing up in life, coming uh, here to the States. But a lot of people are not aware of this, too. I actually, they held me back in first grade. They tried to hold me back in kindergarten. Because, I mean, obviously, I wasn't doing none of the work. I didn't know what to do, how to color, mm. you know. Um, so, first grade, though, they did hold me back. They held me back. And then after that, thankfully, they came up, I think it was like ESL classes, where they actually started teaching me some English. Wow. So, okay. So, so in so just kind of help me out here. So, you were taking classes in school, at, in school but you didn't understand the English, English language. So, you no. were just trying to, it was hard to even understand or comprehend what they were what yes, talking about. Exactly. But they knew this, right? So let me ask you a question. If they knew this, it was just what, just kind of getting how you fit in? Yeah, I remember at the time, I mean, again, I was a young kid, but it yeah. was, oh, man. 
during that time when my parents moved to this neighborhood, yeah, there wasn't that many Hispanics. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. But the neighborhood changed quickly. Like in a matter of a couple of years, it was just like overrun by Hispanics. Okay. Like, and this the, is now this is out south. Yeah. Because I know uh, what you know. Obviously, West Side. When you think about it, you think like Humboldt Park, where Latin Kings and stuff were, and 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 Humboldt Park from where we were. Humboldt Park was like where you would go and you, you would see a lot of Latinos over there, and that was like. Again, they would go to like Clemente was a high school, and you see like a lot of Latin Kings. In, yeah, in so Park. that's when they're coming out to our area was Latin Kings too. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, so originally my parents lived like on twenty first, twenty fifth, and Ceramic uh, or Cicero. Okay, somewhere okay. Around there, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was all Hispanics, and then mm-hmm. they moved out to fifty first, and at that time it wasn't really any Hispanics out there. Okay, okay. So when my parents moved out there, you know, well, first of all, my dad being a janitor, man, this dude was saving his money. He had a Busted Ford uh, F one fifty like that. Uh, I mean, it was like a Flintstone car. Like the passenger <laughs> floor was literally rusted through. Like you can see the ground when we were driving. Mm. Uh, but my dad saved this money, save, save, save to the point where people were making fun of him. Like, how are you going to buy a house? You can't even get a car. Really? But that's where he saved his money to move there, right? Um, but here, one cool thing though, or interesting yeah. thing, I should say, about you know being a young kid uh, living in the city. Um, I remember in a city like Chicago, right? Yeah. Uh, I remember it was a summer day. I must've been like eight or nine years old, man. And, um, I was walking home and just being a kid, you know, all of a sudden I hear these tires screeching, like, you know, car taking off. And then as I'm looking over there, all of a sudden you hear, Oh, here we go. That was my first drive by. That I witnessed, right? And I'm just like, as a kid, I just like, everything's slow motion, right? I see car driving by. And silly, right? Normally you think you like run or get out the way, but I I just stood there and watched and I was like, wow. Mm. And then I went about my day, right? I went home. Like that was the the things that you would see um, Mm. growing up, right? That was like one of many uh, drive-bys that I witnessed. Uh, There's actually this one time, I wonder if my sister remembers this. I'm sure she does. Uh, We were actually going to... um, the lake, right? We we're going to Lake Michigan. And so we're driving. She had this little Hyundai Ascent. I think it was a tiny little car. So we're driving there and she had to get gas, right? But we're already like in a bad neighborhood. And you know, it's a bad neighborhood when windows are all boarded up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bad neighborhood. Yeah. And they know it's even the worst neighborhood when you pull up to the gas station and that thing is tiny. It's only like a door to get in, and that's it. Like, there's you can't. Oh, you mean the one like so? No chips, no nothing. It's just yeah, no chips. You didn't pay for your no, gas. No, yeah, you bulletproof can't. window. Yes, he's yes. behind, protected by like fifty. You know, yeah. fifty. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's gotcha. tiny. It's like the size yeah. of a bathroom in there that you can't even move. Like that's how small this <laughs> yeah. thing is, right? So we pull up, right? She pulls up to the pump, and there's like maybe five, six dudes just standing in front of the door. Sounds about right to the gas station. I was like, oh man, you know, like the corner stores, right? You have yeah. the dudes just uh-huh. chilling out front. Yep. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to have my sister go in there, right? So I'm like, I'll go and pay, right? So I go in there, you know, just give the guys a little nod, like, hey, what's up? And I just right. keep walking. I go inside, and I'm like, yo, let me get 10 on three. And all of a sudden, again, this is what I hear. <laughs> and what freaked me out was the windows started shattering. Like, you can, they started hitting the windows in the gas station, mm. but they were bulletproof, so they yeah. just, you know, shattered. And I'm telling the dude behind the register, like, hey, man, let me in there. Like, let me in there. And he's like, no, 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 you know. (laughs) So now I'm like, oh, man, my sister's out there, right? You know, as I look outside, all the dudes that were in front running. They're all scattered, right? Scattered. So obviously, like, rival gang or something came through. So now I'm I'm running out there. I'm like, oh, man, my sister's out here. So, you know, I run out, hit the door open to the uh, gas station. I I run to the pump. The car's gone. My sister's like, she left, you? she left me man she left me i'm like now i'm a target i'm in the middle of this freaking gas station so i start running i see her car right she's like driving down the street i'm, I'm yeah. running booking running 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 and i think she finally realized like oh man i left my bro i left him. <laughs> I left him. Uh-huh. Uh, luckily her back window was open so as i'm running she's still driving i jumped in the back window <laughs> like my feet were dangling out the back um, again, these are just things that, you know, yeah. when you grow up in the city, right? Like these are some of the things you gotta, <laughs> you have to endure. Right? Yes. Yes. Endure. But it's just, it's again, it's just the norm. So it's like, okay, Hey, I escaped another day and yeah. is what it is. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and going back to your, like one of your stories you were saying, I remember the first person that I saw shot. Um, it was like a few blocks down from, uh, my, my house. We were driving. Actually, I think we we're walking. Never mind. We we're walking. My sister and I. And I remember seeing the guy in the just on the ground there mm. and blood coming out of his head everywhere, right? And people were just standing around looking. 
um, waiting for like the ambulance to come through. But yeah, you can tell he he was he was done. He was gone. Yeah, and like I said, like those things you don't forget. Like you remember those things. Um, I'm gonna tell you another story too. Now that I have him coming to my mind here, um, we used to live off an alley. So literally, like the bedroom window was an alley. Like you can see the cars drive by. So this one time, you know, you see, uh, I, see out there in the city, if you see a car that keeps rolling by, creeping, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. something, something's gonna pop up. Yeah. So something's going down. You see that out here in the burbs, someone driving by, you're like. Oh, man, they might be lost. You know, let me help these guys out. <laughs> Sir, do you need directions? Um, so this this white car keeps cruising, creeping. And right before that, you got like the neighborhood uh, gangbangers, right? So they were like <clears throat> Kings where I lived. And they had their nice whips with the big rims and system and all that. The nice ones cruising. And then once this car kept cruising by, it's like they went and dropped their cars off. Because now all of a sudden you got the rammers out. You got the cars that are all lifted up with bogus wheels mm-hmm. and then like the rammer trucks like the you know broncos and stuff like that now they're like looking for this dude i look down the alley now there's game bangers on every corner down the alley like i'm like oh man something's really going down so i go in the house and i'm looking out the window i'm like oh man what's, what's gonna pop off i see this dude running down the street with an uzi mm. that white car drives by again and then you hear pop 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 and you would think like, you know, as a kid, you're like, oh, man. So I'm watching into the window instead of like ducking. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like you said, these are things that you grow up with. This is like the norm that yeah. living in the city, right? You, you don't know, and you know. don't you don't realize how. I don't want to say lucky, but how, you know, blessed you are to have escaped some of that stuff. Yeah. Until later on in life, you're like, I can't believe. Yeah, well, okay. think about that right in the news. How yeah. many times do you see like uh, stray bullets hit yeah. someone in the house, right? Mm-hmm. Or a mm-hmm. kid who was just sleeping. Yeah. You know, that that's all possible. But yeah, again, things that you that we witness. So um, you grew up like so this is still ourselves and, it, and so around this time you're, you know, a young man, maybe young teens? Um, no, like when these I was witnessing these shootings, no, I was at like nine, ten years old. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so you're yeah. still in elementary school. Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah I was still still young. <clears throat> Um, but during these times though, man, there was like a lot of spiritual stuff, right? Like when we think about spiritually, there was things going on in my house that Mm. at the time I couldn't explain. And I'm going to get into some deep stuff if that's good with you guys. Right. So during this time, it was like my house, like the atmosphere had changed, man. It was like, it was like dark. It was like, it was dark. And I mean by that dark Think about seeing like when you watch one of those scary movies and it's nighttime and they pull up to like the creepiest house on the block um, and it's like fear comes over you and curiosity, right? So in my household, this has got nothing to do with the shooting. This is more going with, with spiritually and um, demonic stuff, right? But during this time, I remember uh, seeing things, right? Seeing things as a young young boy. I remember sleeping and, and having nightmares all of a sudden. Like I would have fear that I didn't have before. Mm. And I remember this one time, but it happened numerous times, that I would wake up. And I would literally like like see like a dark shadow like over me. I can feel the weight on me and choking me. Like I, I couldn't scream, I couldn't yell, I couldn't move, I couldn't do any of these things. Mm. And this stuff progressed to the point where now, like during the day, I would see that big dark black shadow. Now I know it was a freaking it was, it was a demon, demonic yeah. thing, right? Um and my sister started experiencing some of these things too, my older sister. And as a, I mean, young kid, little did I know that my mom was actually doing witchcraft in this house. She was doing rituals, hmm. um, certain like um, things she had to bathe herself with, and like with animals rituals. Like, like yeah, it was, it was hmm. kind of dark, man. Kind of dark that, and, and the crazy things. My mom was supposedly Catholic during this time, right? Catholic, but she's doing this witchcraft on the side and, and making sacrifices. And rituals, and that, and that continued for many, many, many years. That you know, I like to touch base on that a little bit later yeah, too. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, man. Again, this stuff spiritual is is real, bro. Like, but during this time, I didn't have a relationship with God yet. You know, I yeah. was just a kid, right? So, with this, I would like to you know, fast forward a little bit to now. I'm in my teen years. Um, I'm probably like sixteen, seventeen. Okay, and kind of like how you said, man. I started to rebel a little bit. I started. I, I thought I knew things, and um, um. I remember this one time where I was uh, visiting one of my buddies. You know, I live like on 51st. He lived more like on 60th and Pulaski. And this one time we were uh, at the bus stop. So here we are at this bus stop. And 
we're talking, chit-chatting. Some other dude comes up and starts asking us, hey, man, what you be about, right? I'm like, what? Nothing, man. We don't claim nothing. You know, we, we good, man. We just waiting for the bus. Yeah. And he's like, all right, good, man, because I don't back down for no one. He starts throwing all these gang signs, and I'm all right, man, you know, whatever. So my buddy and I are talking. <laughs> and this dude's just staying there. I guess he's waiting for the bus, too. And all of a sudden, this car comes up, and it's on the other side of Pulaski. And this dude has his head cocked to the side. So yeah. it was another gang. Starts yelling at this dude, throwing signs. This dude starts throwing signs at them. I remember this ambulance drives by. And the uh, <laughs> the dudes in the car are like, that ambulance is for you guys. Hmm. And then I'm like, Wait, you guys? I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not with you. Yeah, man, man, I ain't with this dude. <laughs> right? And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, they're able to come through traffic, right? So like, they're flying at us. I'm like, oh, dang. So I look, I'm like, damn, poor dude. He's about to get it. I look over at dude that was next to us. He's gone. He's already running. <laughs> so this car is running right at my buddy and I. We're like, oh, man. So we, you know what we did? We ran, too. Right. Yeah, I ain't going to sit there. Like, I can play, hey, buddy, he's not with me. You know, <laughs> no, nah, man. Like, And that's where hopping fences, you know, uh, came in handy. <laughs> it's funny. It's like a, you, you learn, you know, when things start happening, guilty or not, you just start running. Somebody else start running, you start running. Yes. Like instinctively. Just yes. Yes. You run, man. You run. Like, Ask questions later. Yes. Okay? You you definitely run. I'm not I'm not I'm not sticking around for that, man. Yeah. Um actually here, I'm gonna get to this too, and then I'll get into some other stuff. But um I remember the first time I got my butt whipped in the city, I was walking down the street, going to visit my my friend again right here, man. Um yeah. on sixty third. As I'm walking, some dude across the street's walking. I looked at him, you know, maybe two seconds. We locked eyes. Which I realized it was one second too long. So you know, as I keep walking, <laughs> all of a sudden I feel someone push me from from my back. Like they pushed me hard, man. I like straight <laughs> to the ground, face first. You know, I was like, "What the?" You know, as I turn around, all of a sudden, dudes on top of me, pop, 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 pop. You know, give me a nice little whooping. Um, but I learned after that, man. Hey, you always keep your your head on a swivel. Oh yeah, always on a swivel, especially in the city, man. Um, Interesting thing though, I told my buddy about that. Right, I was I was going to his house. I'm like, come over there, got my butt whooped, and I described the guy. And about a week later, he's like, hey man, remember that dude you were telling me about? I was like, yeah. He's like, man, he was out here chasing someone with an X dang down the street. And to think about, it, like, damn, I, I, I guess I got it easy. Then. <laughs> <laughs> this is a lifestyle for him. Yeah, right. This is a, this is a norm too for him. Think about this. I think I was just seeing not too long ago. I think there was a McDonald's. Uh, where the dude pulled out an axe on these three dudes and started breaking glass and tables um, in the restaurant. So there's a video of it hmm. with an axe. He pulled an axe out of his backpack. And the crazy thing, no one ran. No one, like, everyone just still stood there. Everyone pulled their cell phones <laughs> out. And this was like, Stop watching, yeah. Yeah, every, this was beating on things with his axe. And, I mean, if I was in the store, I'm like, man, I'm out. Yeah. I ain't going to sit here. This dude, you know. Kinda, hey, you know what's crazy, too? I think yeah. some of the kids today don't know. If you So, if, you know, city life is different because... Even for school, like you have to, there's no, hey, I'm sitting in front of my house, the school bus going to pick me up and et cetera. You're taking public transportation to your school. We can live on the same block yes, and go to yes. three or four different schools in the same block. Whereas in the suburbs, you all go to the school, di- in, a, in a school district, you go to this one school. And then the school bus picks you up and you jump on the yellow bus and you get to school. The city's not like that. City, you're taking CTA, the yep, L, CTA, yeah. you know, parents dropping you off or your last key kid and you're walking to school and then. You have to walk through gang territory. Yeah, you have to get on the bus with weird people. Yeah, right. And 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 so those are the, you know those are the things that people you, don't realize too. And they got to watch out what colors you're wearing. Yes, you know you might be wearing high. Your hat is cocked. Yes. Yeah. You know you you might not even know it. You just threw something on. And then like you said, and then you walk into a crowd of guys or whatever the case may be. It was normal. You better not cross the street because if you cross the street, mm-hmm. they know you're scared. They're gonna pick on you. So you got to kind of walk through them. You know, and can you yeah. know kind of put your head like, hey, what's up? What's up? You know, it's just that mindset like. You know, I can't show fear, you know, and I think when you talked about, <laughs> you talked about the guy just kind of jumping on you, drilling the back. It's yeah. it's crazy because you have a lot of incidents, man. It's just, I'm telling you, city life is like just, it's a different atmosphere than being in the burbs. And this is not to praise or to low, you know, it's just a different, you know, it's a different life. Yeah. And when you grow up that way, when you grow up that way, you become immune to it. And it's just a part of life that's with you. That is. You know? So now you walk your dogs in the suburbs. You still got your head on oh, the swivel, I'm right? I'm still watching everything. <laughs> hey, what's funny is my man uh, Jay right here. He'd be like, uh, we'd be at work. He'd be trying to sneak up on me too. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, no, man, <laughs> you forgot where I grew up. Yeah. <laughs> he's sneaking up on me, even at work. <laughs> and then um, 
the neighborhood started getting really bad, man. Like, it started getting really bad. So one thing that I appreciate my parents, they actually moved out to the Burbs. At the time, I didn't appreciate it. Because um, I went from being in, like, all Hispanic school mm. to mostly all white school. Mm. Right? Um, it was tough, man. I remember they moved out to the Burbs. Um, well, first of all, there's like no corner stores. I remember we lived in a subdivision. I walked the whole friggin' subdivision looking for a <laughs> corner store. Um, yeah, I learned that. Yep, no corner store. No, that's crazy. I, when we first moved out to the Burbs, it was like my wife was like, okay, so now like where where the stores at? Where nothing's open no. late, and you know in the city, every, it could be three in the morning, something's open. There's always a corner store. There's always a liquor store. There's always a restaurant. Twenty four hours. There's always a place you can go. The yes. suburbs is not like that. Yes, yes, yeah. you're right. No, you're right. Um, so I remember like now being in, um, being, uh, out here in the burbs. Right. So it was tough, man. It was tough trying to make that adjustment. Um, especially, you know, like where you feel like you're an outcast in a sense. I, I, I feel like I didn't fit in. Um, and everyone, you know, in the burbs, you know, in school, everyone had a nice car, mm. you know, everyone had nice clothes. And again, my dad being a janitor, my mom not working, it wasn't like that. I didn't have the nicest clothes. I didn't, I had some hand me downs. And my brother, I had an older brother, and I would wear some of his stuff, and it was so baggy. Like, it was just like, you know, <laughs> that was not for me. It was just huge. But hey, yeah. I did what I had to do, right? And I remember in, in school, I remember like, it was just like, again, you know, everyone has their clicks, right? So we all go through those things. Everyone has their clicks. But during this time, I remember being at home, feeling. Like, who am I? Like, what mm. do I belong here? Do I not? And kind of what you were saying, man, during this time, I don't think people know this too. For me, I started having these thoughts of why am I doing here? What am I doing here? Do I even belong here? If I was gone, would anybody even notice? Yeah. And then I've had like these suicidal thoughts, like replaying in my head over and over, you know, and it's just, I, I, I believe right now, even the youth, there's a lot of suicidal spirits out there, you know, that are, Capturing the youth right now, yeah. Um, and I think we're taught real quick. Here, we're mm-hmm. taught that's taboo. Like again, growing up, to talk about something like that, it was weakness. Yeah, okay? you're right. You're absolutely and so right. you don't want to talk about it. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> but it's real, and it's not. It's nothing to be ashamed about because it's a spirit. It's a spirit, and I, I, I agree. I think right now it's even more relevant than than before. It's it's the presence is stronger. Where a lot of young young people are dealing with suicidal thoughts. Yeah, you know, and not being accepted. Yes, um, insecurities, especially you know, with like uh, social, social media, media right now. Yeah. Right, it's yeah. like everyone's got a better life, and mm-hmm. everyone's got doing this, doing that. And if you don't meet up to these standards, then you're fa- a failure. Or, um, it's like these fake expectations, mm-hmm. right? That that we didn't even have growing up. That, that it's all over the youth now. So let me ask you a question. So yeah. then, right about this time, it, now are you even aware of of God? Who God is? Are you cognizant? Is this no? Okay. No, not at this time still. Um, and this is about high school? Yeah. yeah okay. this, this yeah. Is, this, now I'm in high school and, um, you know, the enemy was trying to work on my head, right? But it, mm-hmm. God had a different plan, but it, it took some time, right? So after this, you know, I started doing drugs. I started getting into drugs, mm-hmm. right? I started smoking weed. Um, and it's always who you hang out with. I started hanging out with the wrong group of friends, man. Um, some of these friends, I remember this one time, we went to like this little club called Zero Gravity, and we were leaving and man, they had a bottle of water and it was like maybe a quarter of the way filled. And they're like, Hey man, you want some peyote water? I'm like, Oh man, uh, sure. Well, you know, like, <laughs> is it purified? No. I'm like, uh, all right. You know, and they're all like giggling and I'm like, all right, something's up. What's up? This peyote water. They're like, man, it makes you feel good. You know? So they took it. Right. So the crazy thing is they only took a cap full and you can see, I mean, caps small. They took a little sip. They all took it in the car as we're going to my house. I'm like, all right, you know what? Let me take a little bit. Let me try it. So I tried it. We get to my house. I don't feel nothing. And, you know, they're all like giggling. Like, oh, my gosh, it's kicking in. And it was actually a hallucinant. Like I was, I remember I went to the bathroom and my curtains were like moving left and right hmm. and circles. I went back to my room and they put a movie on. It was Hellboy back then, the movie. <laughs> And man, this movie, like, it seemed like in two minutes it was over and then we replayed it again mm. and it was like over. Um, but again, it, being with these kids and they're doing these drugs, yeah. right? It went just from smoking weed to trying some peyote water that I didn't even know. And think about how stupid that is. Like, like here, try it. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, all right, cool. <clears throat> um, 
And then I ended up getting into uh, dealing drugs, right? Again, having my, my dad be the only provider at the house, we didn't have things, right? Yeah. All my friends, I was living in the burbs. They had nice things. I didn't. So I wanted those things. So then I started dealing drugs, right? So I'm, I'm dealing drugs, um, drinking. Um, and there was a lot of things that happened with the family as well during that time that I wouldn't even get into right now. But I had like hurt too, pain. I had a lot of anger at the time. Um, I won't forget this one time I was dealing drugs, uh, a new person I was dealing to, uh, met him at a certain location. I popped the trunk of my car. I'm like, all right, let me get this stuff right. At this time now I'm selling what people know as Molly or ecstasy too. Okay. And I remember I had my hood pop or my trunk, I'm sorry. And dude just ran up on me. I, I got startled. I'm like, whoa, he ran up on me, pulled up a gun, put it right to my head. Hmm. And instead of being scared, I was like, just, I had so much anger. I already had anger from other things. I had anger there that it didn't face me. I was just so upset that like, wow, you're just doing this to me like that, huh? You're doing mm. it like that. And yeah, grabbed the stuff and ran off. And I got in my car. I actually tried to run him over. I was, uh, then I, <laughs> I, uh, I stopped, right? Cause I was like, man, this is just nuts. So I actually stopped selling for a little while after that because I'm like, man, this is, Nuts, I'm about to get shot over a couple of pills. Over right? what? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it, it's is my life worth that, right? Um, I'm going to fast forward now to my early 20s. Early 20s, I, I actually ended up getting a good job. I got a pretty decent job. Um, it was funny because my dad did my taxes, and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, wait, what? He's like, you made how much money? Uh, <laughs> it's time to stop paying yeah, rent. I, yeah, I wasn't paying no rent. I wasn't yeah. paying nothing, right? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> my dad was shocked. He's like, what? <laughs> um, so check this out, right? So after this now, you know, I started like uh, reading books, right? I, was, I started reading books. Um, I started writing goals down, things I've never done before. Um, All right, so let me ask you a question. Yeah. Um, you so graduated high school? Barely. Okay. Barely. Decided not to go to college. I actually went to uh, college for one year. Okay. All right. So I went to college for one year yeah. and I was tired of being broke. Gotcha. Right. I was just like, I'm done. Like, I'm no starving colleges for me. I'm not, I'm yeah. not going to be a, a starving college student. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm, yeah. I always had like a little hustler in me, whether it was drugs, selling drugs or selling yeah. va- um, vacuums and things like that. But yeah. Okay. So now I get this job, right? And I'm starting to meet people. Yeah. You know, I'm reading like, the millionaire next door, rich dad, poor dad. Mm. Um, but I was still living paycheck to paycheck, <laughs> right? I was still living paycheck to paycheck. I had a nice car, you know, I had all those nice things, but I was living a paycheck to paycheck. I was being foolish. Um, at the time I thought I could outwork my stupidity, right? Mm. That was my thing. I'll, I'll just keep working. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm spending more. More than you're making. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, <clears throat> exactly. Um, also, during this time, though, which is interesting, this is when I remember where I had customers that would come and, and talk to me about God. Hmm. This is when I remember things started like, okay, I started hearing more about God. Okay. Um, I remember this lady, she came in, brought me a Bible, and I was like, okay, cool, you know, whatever. And she was like, if you were to die today, hmm. would you get into heaven? I never had anyone ask me that. I was like, oh, man, okay. I never even thought about it, but uh, you know what? Yeah. She's like, wow. <laughs> Yo, you said yeah. Yeah, I said yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Okay. She's like, oh, why? Mm. You know, I said, you know, the obvious. Well, you know, I don't, I don't rob. I'm a good person. You know, so what's a good person, right? And that kind of stuck with me. You know, I don't remember exactly what else she told me after that, but she said, "Leo, go to hell." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm that's glad. An inside, yeah, yeah, that's an um, But I'm glad God didn't take my life at that point because, yeah. yeah, I'd definitely be. I was doing all the bad stuff, you know, fornication. You know, I was doing. That's the crazy thing, man. Like when you look back, for real, it's a, it's a. Because a lot of times I knew I was teetering, or playing around with God. I was mm-hmm. like, all right, well, Lord, I'm gonna get it together tomorrow. I got him, and then today I'm back doing my own bid, and, and it got to a point where it's like. You know you're playing with God. Like, just give me mercy. And his mercy is great, man. His mercy. Yes. Right? Because everyone doesn't have the mercy. And, right. I mean, that's some, I mean, his grace and mercy, man, is, is 
Man, it's man, unspeakable. Like, yep. So and to be here today, go ahead. You know, you're right. You're right, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I'm here today because, yeah. man, whew. So then, you know, I had some um, different customers come out and invite me to churches, right? But I never went. I never went. And uh, I went about my life. Uh, you know, I went about being selfish. I was very boastful, too. And uh, some would call a, a player. You know, I, I I used to be good with words. And um, I read books on that, too, believe it or not. A lot of people don't know that. Oh, really? Yes. You read books on how to be a, like how to be a player, how to be a pimp, how to you know how, how to, to persuade women? How to persuade women. Okay. All right. How to persuade yeah. women. Um, <laughs> but here, talking about women. I remember uh, January 7, 2012. I see he's taking his time with this. One. He's thinking like, okay, <laughs> yes. I want to make sure I say this right. Go ahead, <laughs> yes, man. <You> go. <laughs> yes. um, I actually met my wife that night, right? January 7, 2012. Okay. Um, I was even playing going out that night. Uh, my best friend uh, at the time uh, dragged me out, but he's like, come on, man, we got to go out. I'm like, no, nah, man, it's cold out. It's freezing. You know, yeah. like, ain't nobody trying to go out right now. And I'm like, and he wanted to go to a country bar. And at that time, that was in my scene. Like, my scene was like going to clubs. Um, my other friends, you know, we say we pop bottles with models. That was like our thing. We used to feel <laughs> cool, right? Because we used to have like VIP. We walk right in. So we felt, you know, we thought we were big shots, but we weren't. Um, so, yeah, he drags me out that day. He's he's going to meet some girl that day. He's like, come on, man, just come out. And I was going to be like the third wheel. He's supposed to meet some girl. But I'm like, all right, fine, let's go. And so we're by the bar and I remember looking at the dance floor and I see this girl, like the light hit her at the right angle. I was like, wow, man, this girl's beautiful. Um, and she was with her friend. They were on the dance floor, but they weren't dancing. Like this is a country bar. They had like a riding bull and all that. And little did I know my, her best friend dragged her out that night cause she wasn't going to come out that night either. Mm. So then, you know, I went over there, had a little conversation with her, um, and then started again. using what you learned from the book. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yes. All right. <laughs> yes, well, it, it worked out because I started yeah. talking to her friend first. Normally it says, you know, in this book, it says, you know, you don't talk to the main one you want. Yeah. Because she's used to getting all the attention. You talk to her friend. Okay. Um, take notes, guys. If, you, if you're still single, <laughs> take notes from the book. This That that one's free. Yeah, that, okay? one's, that one's free. free. 99. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, so, this, so that worked out perfect. Yeah. So, and then I had a conversation with her. We ended up talking. She gave me her number. And at the time, you know, I was still a player, right? I was talking to one or two other girls. And, I mean, she was no angel. She was talking to, like, two or three other dudes. I remember that, too. Um, but we had this connection, right? We had this connection. I remember we were talking on the phone for hours, for hours, man. And it was just, like, uh, being in, like, school. Like, you know, I fall asleep talking to her on the phone. Like, that's how much we would uh, be on the phone. But it always seemed like something was always trying to break us apart. Mm. Always. Like, it was just like our first eight months of being together. Man, it was difficult. It was tough. It was tough. And during this time, like I said, I used to go to clubs a lot. But I was like, man, there's got to be more to life than just going to the clubs Friday, yeah. Saturday. You know, like there's got to be more to life than this. So I was fighting that battle. And like how you said, it depends who you surround yourself around. Yeah. Right. All my buddies want to go out drinking and clubbing. And I met this beautiful woman and I was trying to do right, but I kept slithering back, sliding back to this other life. And I remember for, actually, we stopped talking for a couple months. I don't know if people know that or not, but we stopped talking and I missed her. I missed her, man. I missed her. We did like silly things, played basketball, did all these little things that I didn't do with other women. And I remember I shot her a text. I texted her and I was like, hey, I miss your smile. And being my wife, who she is, she replied back like, what girl did you bogus? <laughs> Which girl did you dirty, huh? So now you're running it? back to me. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yeah, yeah. All right. And it wasn't even like that. I like truly yeah. did miss her. So it took some work and um, I'm glad though. We got back together. And so now this time, again, keep in mind, I'm still a little selfish. I'm still, you know, I was all about working, 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 working. So a lot of you is the same. The only difference really is you think you may have run across the love of your life. Yes. And now you're making... More money than you've probably ever made in your life. Yes. And so now that money right now is just driving you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. The money was driving me, right? Because growing up, I didn't have it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So my excuse was like, I got to do it. I'm not yeah. going to live like my dad or my mom. I'm not going to worry about bills. Yep. I'm not going to worry about those things, right? That's all we heard. We couldn't do nothing because of bills. Yep. There's no money. Right? We can't, I couldn't get a, a happy meal because there's no money. Yeah. You know, we didn't go on trips because there's no money. That was like my whole life growing up. I'm sure with you too. There's right. no money. There's no money. Yeah. Right, so we got happy when we got pizza. Oh, a pizza night was like celebrate. Pizza. We had a song, and I, I hate to cut you off. We had a Don't song. My, it. it would be we want. I mean, gee, I'm gonna sing this crazy song. 
Yeah, we would. We want some P I Z Z A. We want some P I Z Z A. We want some pizza. We want, as kids, right? Seven, but we had we. That was a celebratory light night for us. If if we were getting pizza, it was like yeah, we yeah. Some besides beans, rice, yes. cheese, peanut butter, you know? and it, that flavor was so good because you're so used to just eating beans. Like Oof. anything else, tastes so good. Yeah, uh, I'm bringing some pizza, man. Don't worry. <laughs> So now, as my wife and I start getting closer, right? We got it. We start getting closer. I ended up proposing, and um, I was super excited about that too, man. I was so thrilled and excited. I knew she was the one. Um, it almost didn't go through though, but I'll get to that some other day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we get married, and uh, so now we're married. We purchased a couple homes, um, got a few dogs, no kids at the time because we didn't want kids. We both were like, no, nope, don't want kids. Okay. Um, also, at the time, I had already met my mentor um, who told me about finances, um, investing in yourself, pay yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, so me personally, I thought things were going great. Um, at least I thought they were. Here, I thought everything's going good. Okay, um, stop right there. So you you thought everything was going good. Let me yeah. ask you a question. Yes. And so for those who are listening, when you say you thought everything was going great or going good, mm-hmm. why did you feel that way? Like, what was it that was going on that you're like, hey, this is Man. life is great? So right out here, I'm married. Okay. I got a beautiful wife. Yep. Um, so pretty much everything that the world tells us, right, that you'll be happy, right? So again, house. I had a nice big house. Money. Um, money. Nice cars. Nice cars. Wonderful toys, wife. Wonderful wife. Yep. Good paying job. And again, married about a year and a half or so. Okay. And my wife was ready to leave me. Wait, okay, let's stop right there. Yes. So house. Yes. You have the Check. dogs. Check. You got money. You got Check. the cars. You got the white picket. The, well, the white picket yeah, the fence. Yeah, the white picket fence, as they the say. The American dream. The American dream. Everything's great. Everything's and wonderful. she's ready to leave you. And she's ready mm. to go. She's done. She's she's like, I had it. Mm. I done had it with you. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Right. So some things that I, that I didn't realize I was doing, I was very selfish. Um, at this point, I was drinking a lot, too. Oh, okay. I was drinking a lot. I was like drunk. If I was at home, I was either drunk <laughs> or I was high like or both. Or like, is it because this is just life or is it because you were trying, like what, what do you think was driving you, driving you to, to do that? To do those things. Yeah. I also, I believe it's generational, bro. Generational. Okay. Cause my, yeah. my, uh, my grandpa was a alcoholic. My dad mm. was on that route. Okay. And, uh, I was right there too. Got it. So yeah. Right. Again, being a drunk, I was a poor excuse of a husband when you really mm. think about it. And, She's like, I'm ready. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Um, and I was like, man, like, what is going on? Everything the world tells us, I should be happy. Yeah. Because so I have those things. I wasn't at this point, right? Obviously, my wife wasn't. Yeah. Right? I'm thinking I'm doing everything great. I'm thinking I'm the husband of the year. And I wasn't. And I remember this one time I told my wife, I was like, I'm obsessed with money. Mm. And she was like, what'd you say? I'm like, I'm obsessed with money. And for her, she's like, I can't, I can't live with someone like that. Oh, wow. Um, people don't know this too, but like her parents are divorced and money was the main issue. Okay. Yeah. I can see, I can see why for her it's like, that's, that can't be priority for me. Cause she's seen it break up a happy home. Yes. Yeah. At a very young okay. age. That explains it. So here I'm at the verge of, you know, <laughs> and here you are tomorrow. I'm obsessed with money. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Money, right? come to me. Yes, yes, right. And again, I was doing everything for the money. I yeah. was putting my wife aside, our relationship aside. So here I'm, I'm on the verge of losing my wife. I'm like, how could that be? Right? I got it all. We. I remember when I got the house too. Um, I was like, uh, we were we were looking at a few homes. So I'm like, all right, this is it. I didn't give her a say. So I was like, this is the house we're buying. Mm. And even the realtor's like, well, we still have more homes to look at. I'm like, no, this is the one we're buying. Mm. And again, I was selfish, right? And I remember, like, when we were going through these struggles, I was like, "But look, everything I got us, right? You got yeah. the cars, you got the house." And she said, "I never asked for any of this." Ooh. Mm. And here you are thinking you're doing like everything that you've done, everything that you've accomplished was for her, but really, it was really for you. Yeah, you're right. It uh, was. Mm. You're right. Because, again, growing up not having nothing, I was like, I need to have these things. Yeah. 
And in a way, it was doing it for the wrong reasons, right? I needed to show everyone else that, look, I made it. Yeah. I came here from Mexico not knowing nothing. I made it. I had a Corvette Z06, not just a Z06. I had built the engine, built the train. I'd go racing. I had an off-road toy. You know, I got my wife a Lexus. I had a full runner. Um, again, materialistic things that don't really bring joy. I'll tell you that. It's a lot of the mentality that a lot of people have. A lot of my minorities, of course, you know, started from the bottom. Now I'm here, mm-hmm. you know. And you're right. It's it's the pressures of life that we have to get those things in order to say we've made it or have the American dream or we are accomplished. We're we're, we're successful. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um. And I learned that there was a big void in my life. There's a big void in my life. So you were already feeling that way during that period of time. You're thinking there's a void, but you don't know what that void is. Correct. Okay. I kept buying things and it trying to feel the void. It it just filled the temporary. (laughs) Right. Um, and this is for the first time. This is when I seeked God on my own. Mm. Not someone telling me this is me on my own. Obviously I, I I was at a very low place, very low place. And that Bible that I never opened. Guess what? Yeah. I opened that Bible. Tell me about the time. Not to cut you off. I know there's a time. I want the uh, I want the listeners to hear. Uh, and if you're going to get to it, you can stop me. But there's a time that I think you reminded me about. Tell me about that time yep. that they told that you heard that voice. Yes. I, I'm, I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. I'm right, going to get to that. Good. But thanks for bringing good. that up. Yep. I, I'm going to get to that. Good. Um. So, at this point right now, it's. I'm seeking God. I'm reading the Bible. And I remember I read this verse. It says, enjoy your wife in her youth. Yeah. Enjoy your wife in her youth. And I don't know if you remember, man, we were at work uh-huh. and you had said that verse. I do. I do remember. I do. And I was <laughs> like, wait, what? Yeah. You know, in my head, I don't even know if I expressed it to you, but man, I remember. You did. Oh, I did. Confirmation. Yeah. Okay. That was the, com- I'm like, out of all the verses in the Bible. That one, right? And I just read that one. That one's like stuck with me. And I don't know if I told you this, but Eddie O, who worked with us, yeah, he walked by my desk. He was just walking. He said, enjoy your wife and your youth. You know how he talks. And I was like, <laughs> what the? I was just getting slapped left and right with this verse. And I'm like, okay, God, I hear you, right? right. I hear you. Like, all right, loud and clear. I wasn't doing that, though. I put my mm. wife on the side burner. I'm not happy to say that, but yeah. it was me, 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 me. Me, 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 right? Mm. And there's this verse I want to I want to read to you guys there yep. that um I want to share. It's uh Second Chronicles chapter seven verse fourteen. Check this out here. It says, Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. Mm. And thank you, Lord. He's he's been doing that for me. You know, but it's also been part of me, right? I'm not saying that things change instantly right away. Not overnight. It was a process. Um, I just started to build a relationship with uh, my Heavenly Father and obviously all the glory to God because he saved my marriage. Mm. If it wasn't for him, I, I would not be married right now. Mm. Guaranteed. So I'm definitely a Christ follower. Um, I still struggle with drinking, though. I was, I was still drinking, mm-hmm. getting high. Um, I actually started praying to God. I'm like, God, help me. Help me with drinking. Let, let alcohol just taste disgusting to me. Mm. And this one time my wife and I were on a date, you know, I'm trying to like get things back in order. So we're on a date and she knew I wasn't trying to drink at this point. And she ordered a glass of wine and she's like, go ahead and get a beer. I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm fine. She's like, no, it's okay. You're with me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. So I ordered the same beer I used to normally order. Drink comes. I take a sip of it. I'm like, oh, what the? Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to get another one. And she's like, oh, it tastes that bad. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that something's wrong with this. She takes a sip and she's like, what do you mean? It tastes fine. Mm. So I'm like, what? I take another sip. I'm like, oh, this thing is gross. And that's when I realized I was mm. like, wow. I'm like, thank you, Lord. I'm like, thank you. Wow. Thank you. Right. And I'm going to get to the, the story now yeah, you yeah. were asking me about. Right. So my wife was on vacation uh, with my sister and I was getting high. I was smoking and I started feeling guilty. I was guilty. I felt guilty of smoking. And I've done this in the past where I was like, oh, okay, I'll stop next week. You know, I'm over here negotiating. And same thing, Ross. Like, oh, I'll stop next week. And I heard a voice as clear as you hear mine. And keep in mind, no one's home. I hear you fool. You won't make it past tonight. Hmm. I, I, I like what? I, like, I had fear over me. I was like, I threw everything away. 
whatever weed I had left, hitters, whatever paraphernalia I had, I threw it all away that day. Mm. That's the last day I smoked. You fool, you will not make it past the night. Yes. Right? Don't we all have those thoughts of tomorrow, next week, hey, you know what, God, I'll, I'll do it later. And sometimes we're not promised tomorrow. We're not. We yeah. think we have all this time. Wow. Right? We, and I needed that. I needed that. So at this point now, my wife and I are, you know, we're seeking churches, right? Yeah. Um, I think she started noticing a little bit of a change in me. So we went to, and she's Greek, or she was Greek Orthodox. Okay. So a lot of her stuff, like, I mean, I went to a couple, or her church that she used to go to, and I didn't understand anything. Everything was in Greek. And uh, I asked her, I'm like, hey, what was that about? She's like, I don't know. I didn't understand half of it. I'm like, then what are we doing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? We might as well go to a Chinese church or something, right? Yeah. Um, so we went to like some big churches and it just didn't feel right. Um, and then uh, actually Jesse's dad invited us to Maranatha Christian Center. And I'm glad he did because mm. things started changing. You know, my wife and I went and man, we were just being fed. We were being fed. Mm. Our spirit was growing and we learned so much in such a short period of time. And my wife and I were doing it together. And then at this point it was like, okay, God comes first. It was God first, my wife next. And in her life as well it's god first and then me mm. um and we're doing this together we're doing this together and then after this if we got in disagreements or arguments i i went and prayed i never done that before when, you know if we got in arguments i just kept going at it now we're going pray and a lot of times god revealed to me that i was the one actually in the wrong because mm. i always thought i was right obviously in my my eyes i'm right yeah, of course like, <laughs> god was wrong. revealing that you know that, that i was in the wrong and as we're gonna hear in time i'm gonna try to Showing this up here for us, but as as we start to continue here, I started praying for my wife, praying for my wife, and again, I've never done that, right? Praying, praying. I'm telling you, there's power in prayer, power in prayer. At this point, God started changing my heart because we didn't want kids, right? We didn't want kids, and God started changing my heart. All of a sudden, I was like, man. I wouldn't be bad. Like, mm. and, and my brother Jesse, man, one day he had a conversation with me and it was just like, bam, it just clicked. I went and had a nice little conversation with my wife and I brought up about us having kids and she was shocked. She was like, I've been praying to God to put it in our hearts mm. for us to want to have kids. And here, like, you, you, sometimes you don't even know how God is working, right? Like, yeah. Now you can, I can look back and connect all those dots. And two months later, my wife was pregnant. Mm. Right with Melina. You, you didn't waste any time. He no, like, all right, no. I'm like, man, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> and the power of prayer, I was praying for the womb before the baby was in there. Yeah. Right? I was praying over my wife's belly. I'm like, hey, we're going to have a healthy baby, strong baby, a soldier for the Lord. Heavenly Father, you already know our daughter before she's in form, form in the womb, right? Or I yeah. said my, my kid, right? Because I didn't know it was a girl at the time. Um, And there's, it's awesome to see that, man. Even like before we went to, um, before we really was time for delivery, I was praying for my wife to be healthy, the baby to be healthy, for us to have a smooth delivery, um, baby to be healthy during and after um, delivery. I asked for the Lord to have um, the nurses and doctors to be men and women of faith. And I remember we were at the hospital, you know, it's go time, and I play some worship music, and this nurse walks in, and she's like, oh, I love this song. It's Elevation Worship. I'm like, what? <laughs> And I'm like, you know this song? She's like, yeah. Oh, she's like, oh, wait till the other nurse gets in here. Oh, wow. Hey, that's what's up. You got some people that's on yes, one accord. Yes. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's and, up. And, you know, and I'm talking about praying for those things, right? We yeah. pray for those things ahead of time. Um, and, again, I want, I want to cut this short because we're already almost at, a, at an hour here. There's so much that we want to touch base on, right? But, mm. you know, we don't want to drag this out too long. Um, that's just kind of like a little glimpse in our lives. Um, but I'll tell you this. Since God's been in our life. I've been a better husband, better friend. And it's always work, right? Marriage is work. It's not like you get to a point you're like, okay, I don't have to do anything. It is work. Um, but I am glad that I have you too, my man. Because, again, we can sharpen each other. Yeah. Hold yeah. each other, you know, accountable. Um, isn't it amazing, real quick, isn't it mm-hmm. amazing how down your path, down my path, God already knew he was going to join us together. Yes. And we met each other at work through a mute. Technically through a mutual friend and God just did the rest when we met each other. So we met each other at work and it, the relationship didn't start off great. Be it me. 
right? Mm-hmm. But yep. um, but you know, it ended up being to the point where now it's like we're in, we're inseparable, and so that's how I met. I've been doing Leo now for, again for six years, six seven yeah. years, yeah. yeah. Six, seven years. Uh, and it has been a great relationship that God has provided. But sometimes we go through our, you know, our lives and our journeys for us to get to where we are today. Amen to that, yeah. You appreciate where you grew up, where you started, what you endured, what you've been through. Because you understand that a lot of that helped mold you and make you into who you are today. Yes. You know? Yes, it has. Um, and... I want to touch base before I forget on this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying about my mom earlier, right? Doing witchcraft and all that. I remember one day I had a conversation with you and you were like, man, just pray for her, pray for her. I'm like, man, did I not just tell you what she was trying to do to me? <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of times we think we pray it's going to happen instantly. It doesn't happen in our timing. But I'm glad now to say that my mom has given her life to Jesus. Mm. She's thrown away all her witchcraft stuff. And now she's on fire for the Lord. And she's mm. bold too. Um, so pray, pray, yeah. pray yeah. for your family. Right. I'm telling you, it might not happen right away. Yeah. But when it does, you're like, wow, <laughs> Prayer makes things happen, man. It does. And then in the spiritual realm, it moves things. And I want to get another podcast another day where we talk a little bit more about like some deep stuff too. Right. On that. Oh yeah. Um, but folks, again, I want to thank you all for listening. Um, don't forget lifers, all ministries, the number two at gmail.com. Let us know if there's something else you want to listen to or some thoughts you have. Um, Again, I'm going to end this in a little prayer here for us. We want to thank you for listening, taking the time out of your busy schedule to listen to us today. So I'm going to start off here by Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father. You get all the glory. We thank you for waking us all up today. We thank you for giving us ears to hear. We thank you, Jesus. I ask everyone that's listening, Father, you just bless them. You just fill them, Father, with your love, that agape love. We ask your Heavenly Father for peace over them, for protection over them, Father, at all times. We also ask you, Heavenly Father, to let them hear you. Let them listen. Let them be able to slow down so they can actually hear you. Because I know you're speaking, but are we listening? So I want to thank everyone for joining us today. Join us again next Friday. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Y'all have a blessed day. Amen. Continue to live the abundant life.